Welcome to Simple Theology, a podcast connecting theology to everyday life by examining various doctrines of the Christian faith. I'm Robert Kane, And um, I'm glad to be with you, Robert Kane. Yeah, thanks. Who are you? You don't know who I am? I know who you are. I don't know if the audience knows who you are. Mm. You might have some first-time listeners, and they're like, man, these guys are already kind of annoying because the guy won't say his name. I think, I think it was just one guy's annoying. We won't say who. We won't say who. Uh, my name's Rick Gromlick, and welcome to the Simple Theology. Uh, we're glad you're here with us. We are actually, like, this is the fourth or fifth episode. We've, we've just started off, we start talking about where we're at. But there's some exciting new things happening. Um, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, there was a preview oh, picture um, of the location we're at posted on our Insta. On our Insta. Instagram. Ram. Yep. Um, Rob, where are we at? Uh, we are in my studio. Oh, studio. Which we've been down here in this very location before. Many, However, many times. Not like this. Not like this. We are okay. got a new table down here, yep. which was seen in that Instagram post with mm. Wyatt and Dan. And posted on August 16th. There you go. Um, 2019. Got some boom arms. Boom. Which, for those of you who don't know, those are the things that hold the mic, so we don't actually have to like lean forward. Because, man, first world problems, it's so inconvenient <laughs> on my neck. <laughs> there you go. Um, but, yeah, actually feel like we're doing something here. So Yeah. So we're, we also... we're in the studio. We're trying to figure out a good name for the studio. Yes. I personally like the name Duke Silver. Duke Silver. Some of you will know that's from. For those of you who don't, you need to watch Parks and Rec. But we're also trying... Yeah, we're so here, just here... actually busy evangelizing and making disciples to that's... watch that stuff, Rob. Well, good luck uh... reaching the Parks and Rec fans. <laughs> <laughs> No, but uh, so here's here's the idea, right? To name a studio, it's just fun. Okay, there's there's no real significance. By the way, it. I will say I've never heard of a named studio before. I don't sure know you a have. single. Have I? Yeah. Okay, give me one. Gut check. Oh, they have a name for their studio. It's their smoke room, but they they still name it that. Give me another one. Uh, Fantasy Footballers Podcast. And their studio's name is? I don't know. It's some company. Okay. Then it's not if a... some company wants to sponsor us, and, I mean, shoot, I'll name it whatever. It no, has to be whatever. approved. That's right. It's got to be. Thank you, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Business guy over here. Uh, maybe whatever. What? You just pay. <laughs> you just front the bill, baby. Uh, no. But money talks. So. So just drop that there. Leave yeah. that there. Um, anyway. <laughs> Rick, you have a suggestion? I, You know, I don't. Um, one thing... Uh, well, we're sitting here having a good time. It, we're drinking our, our tea, and um, as we were preparing to come down, Rob had his sweater very graciously draped over his arm. And I'm like, man, like, dude, if we weren't Americans, we could be decent British people. So I thought about like some kind of British name would be fun, but I have no idea what, what that means. I, I got nothing. I, I said that. You don't have so, a single British name? I mean... So I kind of want it to be an homage to some kind of classic show. Yeah. So Duke Silver, mm-hmm. obviously, throwback to Parks and Rec. Yeah. Um, so so you're maybe something about, to Cheers or something to Frasier, because that's yeah. kind of based on some radio identities, yeah. Yeah, some yeah, radio yeah. personalities. So you want a person's name then? Either a person or a location. Like, don't say Central Park. Like, that's clearly probably the most obvious you're looking around like you don't know. <laughs> no, I know exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> That's the funny thing. I was going to say, well, the most famous place I know outside of Cheers is oh my Central Park. Um, anyway. Rick, what's Central Park from? Friends. Okay. I was genuinely concerned that you didn't know that. No, I got you. 
Uh, you can be You're a cultured man. Uh, you know, we watched Friends for a couple seasons and it got really boring, so I ditched. Hmm. It's kind of okay. bored with that. Anyway. All right, whatever. Okay. Okay. Not a big okay. sitcom guy, cool, as cool, you know. Cool, 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 cool. Um, so anyway, we're about five minutes into this thing. Um, today, we're going to continue talking about Creeds and Confessions. Creeds and Confessions. But we just want to say thanks to you loyal listeners um, who are always are sending us messages, Instagram stuff. Um, yep. We, yep. Have a, we have a phone line up and running. Yeah, we actually have a couple uh, voicemails in the bank. Do we? Forgot to listen to them before the episode, so we're not going to play one right now. You didn't, okay. Yeah. That's a bummer. That could be a disaster. If Dude, we were to play let's it. just do it. No. Let's just do we're it. We're not going to do it. We, why not? We can edit it if it's bad. The, <laughs> listen, they are right, just keep talking. Keep on talking. the edge of their seat right now. Keep talking. Do what you got to do. We have pull, like, technical stuff. Up. Rob's going to play these, um, and you haven't listened to them. No, I haven't listened to promise? them. Promise? I promise. Okay. Wow. Brother, this is this is tantalizing radio. So anyway, we do appreciate you guys uh, chiming in, supporting us. We said this a few episodes ago, and when people ask me about the, the podcast, I always say the most... The thing I love the most is the fact that people genuinely listen and care, and we're um, encouraging people in their faith. Uh, people don't get on here just to, to listen to Rob and I jaw about stuff we probably have no business talking about, but genuinely their their affections are being stirred, and they're being encouraged. We have a lot of fun while we do it. We have a lot of laughs. Um, yeah. All right, Rob, what you keep got? Keep going. Keep going, man. You're doing great. I just want to see how long you can do this. Oh, I could do like a sit, like a monologue. You mean do like monologue radio? Yeah, let's see how it goes. All right, so Rob, I want to tell you a few things about Rob that we haven't talked about so far. <laughs> okay, I got this ready. Um, <laughs> so, so I asked Rob today. I said, Rob, um, we're look, we're trying to pull some resources together for church bulletin stuff, and we've um, been to several different churches, both of us, that we like the, the way they've done their bulletin and different aspects of those things. So I'm like, hey, Rob, can you pull those out so we can, I want to look over them tonight. He said, sure, no problem. So they're sitting on, on the desk here on the, the studio uh, mm-hmm. platform. And uh, I said, the Rob. The studio platform? I don't know what else. What do you want to call it? It's a desk. It's, it's really a table is what it is. It's a table, not a studio platform. Why not? What, are we on a stage? Well, the microphones are. No, they're on a desk. Or a platform. A desk. Or, or a, a desk. table. <laughs> Anyway, they're sitting here, and I'm like, hey, can I just borrow these? And I'm thinking like, hey, can I just borrow these? I'll, I'll get it back to you when I'm through. And, and Rob's like, looks at me, long pause. Deep you, breath. You better bring those back. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think I don't think there's a single thing I've ever borrowed or like Rob has entrusted to me, including his child, that he's been like, you better bring that back. <laughs> I, I nor, think, nor have I, I ever think, think I've needed, lost anything of value of yours. I did not think it needed to be said if you were watching our child to, I didn't think to bring it, her back. I didn't think it needed to be said when I picked up a bunch of old bulletins off of the desk. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> anyway, it needed to be said. It, it, was, it, needed to be it said. was funny. Uh, Rob, is there something that I've lost of yours that you want to talk about? Not that I know Good. of. All right, let's play these. Let's not, let's not start that list. Yep, I agree. I agree. Okay. Lists so, can be bad. Here we go. Here we go. Let's listen to this one. Hopefully the volume's okay. I don't know. But here we go. Hey, guys. Mike Sparrow here. Uh, thank you so much for responding to my question. Um, truly, truly helpful. Um, you guys are awesome. I really appreciate your um, your way you guys present the gospel and present theology. Um, it's pretty awesome. Thanks so much, guys. Uh, if you want to give me a call back, great. For- 
But other than that, thanks so much. Uh, yeah, you guys are just awesome. I really appreciate it. You guys are a breath of fresh air um, to, this, to, to everything. So just thanks. All right. Thanks, All right. Mike. I'm so, blushing over here. Oh, man. This guy. So we, this guy's we, awesome. So, we again. bleeped out his number. Yeah. Or, so that, that bleep wasn't him swearing. It was yes. us simply and trying his, to. his last name. Yeah. Make sure that his uh, his number wasn't on, on radio yeah, for everybody to hear. Mike, we really appreciate that, brother. Uh, appreciate your your heart and your encouragement for us. And, you know, we you, you do stuff like this and you're just thinking, man, I just want to encourage somebody. And to hear... Like, how encouraged you are. That was a huge blessing. Yeah, so, okay. Legit, bro. Something, something I wanted to show you is check out this guy's page. It's michaeldavidphotography.com. Oh, yeah, we talked about this guy, right? This guy is a talented This is a different guy. No, same guy. Same guy. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, pretty impressive. So you just said his last name, so we're cool with that. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure David is his middle name. Oh, then we'll, we'll take care of the last name, David. Yeah. Michael David. No, that looks great. Oh yeah, right. Wait. So this guy, this guy's super I... talented. All right, are we done looking at that? I mean, it's one, it's one photo. Okay, there's some more. Michael, yeah. if you guys are uh, genuinely impressed. looking for a photographer, check out this one. Uh, hey Rick, do you mind talking for a little bit? I gotta go check check yeah. Neville here. He's, so... he's being a little needy. <laughs> We're never gonna get to our topic today. Um, no. So so one thing I was gonna say, we um, just about these pictures. I don't know why I'm gonna talk about them, but. I, why I'm going to talk about this. I've been to a lot of weddings. I've seen a lot of wedding pictures. And these are legit pretty darn good. Um, but yeah, so when Rob and I started this podcast, uh, almost a year and a half ago, we were talking about like, it's, hey, hey Rob, can you be a little louder over there with the dog food? <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Mike's facing it too. Uh, we were talking about how we just want to encourage people. We have no idea where this is going to go. And still, like, we, we don't have massive dreams that we're gonna this thing's gonna blow up but it's just i mean i'm telling you rob i've never it never ceases to surprise me and encourage me when people are like hey thank you for what you're doing keep it up yeah well it's just like what people to continue down that vein and we are already like 11 minutes into this thing so we this will be the last thing i say but it's not true a quick (laughs) quick shout out to uh nick toothman this dude just decided to tip our podcast very generous. Not going to say how much, but it's very generous. And just want to give him a quick shout out. Hey, thank you, Nick. We've been emailing back and forth a little bit, but seems like great guy. Appreciate, appreciate that, Nick. Yeah, appreciate the love appreciate that it. he and his wife showed us. So thank you, guys. Is he married? Yeah. How do you know? Because he said so in there. Oh, cool. Yeah. Congratulations. Um, yeah. So go ahead and start talking about what we're going to do, because now I'm going to move Neville's food to the other side of the room, <laughs> because <laughs> I can hear everything. <laughs> Listeners, we... Uh, so last episode, oh I, I like did an apology. Yeah, which on the front I, I want to talk to you about that. I think we just need to go all natural. Like we don't need to apologize for that well, stuff. Well, I'm not going to apologize in this you episode. You do this time though, because this one's terrible. No, no, no. The last one, was, one, last no, one was worse. We had to pause. Kid? This is just a dog. Okay, well now people know. They yeah. could listen to last one. Like, oh, okay, we're in the okay. room. I've ever had. Okay, so take care of your dog. Put I'm it outside. Go take care of him. It's put crazy, it in the garage. Um, man. What are about? Yeah, so we are going to talk about crazy. We have one more voicemail to listen to. Got creeds and confessions. Oh, we got to do it now. Um, And the funny thing is, when we start talking about this series, want to go through. There's still some several topics people have sent in that we want to get to. Um, So I don't want people to leave them hanging. We're still going to talk about Lutheranism. We're going to talk about the uh, New Reformation, New Apostolic Reformation. Um, I think there's one other that might be missing that we're. I have checked in a little bit. So anyway, all right, play the next one, Rob. 
No, I'm not playing. Come we'll on, do come it another time. No, no, Stop. No, no, no. We got no, we got to get to this. We're at 12 and a half minutes. Oh my I'm not gosh. Doing it. People are people are going to miss out. Well, listen next episode. We'll play then. You got to promise not to listen to it until then. Okay. Ah, there it is. <laughs> okay, what are we we're, we're talking about how the creeds and the confessions, primarily the confessions, we're looking at four different confessions. And that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to some theology. <laughs> <laughs> and so here's what they are, the four different ones that we're looking at. We're looking at the abstractive principles, which is probably the one that I line up cl- the closest with. Again, that one is it's Southern Baptist oh, yeah, Theological it's, Seminary. It's, exactly. it's, it's Southern Seminary's um, statement of faith. All the professors have to adhere to it. Um, and is it just the professors? Do yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, maybe the students do, but at least well, the professors student, do. So. Yeah. Well, I do. I, I really love this um, confession. But we, we're, we're going through that and mm-hmm. the various topics that it has, and then we're comparing it to the New Hampshire, which was done in 1833. We're uh, comparing it also to the 1689 London Baptist Confession of Faith and the 1647 Westminster Confession of Faith. So, as some background, the Westminster and the London Baptist are very, very robust statements of faith. Very long. Very long. Yeah. Um, very similar. Very similar. However, For a reason. However, the Westminster is more Presbyterian. It's more Reformed than the London Baptist. Because, I don't know, capital R Reformed is basically Presbyterian. Um, the argument could be made that if you hold to the 1689, then you're still capital R Reformed. I, but, don't, I don't get that far into that stuff. I don't know. That's okay. Um, that's why Rob makes the really book. great confessions. Really great confessions. Um, um, the New Hampshire and the Abstract are mm-hmm. shorter, yep. but they leave more room for um, just differences. So, liberty, right. when it comes to the way that some people might view the Sabbath, for instance. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, I tend to lean more towards those. I like I like all of these a lot. Um, and Rick got me a copy of the 1689, a uh, like a leather bound copy, which is a really nice thing. Got it first your thirty first birthday. Mm. That was really nice of me. Got it for my birthday. Okay, Rob's thirty three. Okay, don't <laughs> let him fool you. He's thirty three. Yeah, um, something like that. So anyway, um, something to think about. Is as we go through these topics, we we are really want to use these confessions um, for what they're designed to do, and that's simply to clearly articulate fundamental doctrines um, that kind of help uh, draw some theological lines, right? Yeah. So so we don't want to just talk about their structure and how cool they are and what we like, but we're talking about how they bring clarity on on each point and how that should encourage us. Um, it's easy for people to get lost into just what it is and lose the substance of why we even have these things. Yes, why do we? Why do we have these confessions, these statements of faith? Because people are bored. Yeah, that's, that's it. No. That's totally it. So the reason there's multiple ones is because same reason, essentially, we have denominations. Is there are people who view Scripture differently. And so you get a confession with enough people come together and say, okay, we need to clearly articulate what the scripture says on the main things. And some groups, they they uh, differ a little bit on what those main things would be, right? So some you have 35 different points, some you have 12, those kinds of things. But the idea is to clearly articulate um, truths of scripture that are fundamental fundamental to that kind of group or tribe, um, what they believe is orthodox doctrine. Yeah. So that's kind of laying the, the firm foundation of what they believe in the hopes that as they move forward, that that launching pad is going to keep them 
true, keep them straight, and they're not going to waver um, in doctrine. Helps keep out heresy. Yeah, no, exactly. It's uh, it's it's like we use the illustration of when you go bowling and you are a terrible bowler, kind of like Rick. You would pull up the <laughs> bumpers on the side so that you don't I'm throw the ball into a good the gutter. Bowler. I will say that. Um, I'm not that great of a bowler either, but I just want to throw you in the mud. So you pull up the bumpers, right? Okay. And that would keep the ball from going in the gutter. So these confessions are for to keep bad us... bad bowlers. And for bad bowlers, <laughs> well, theologically, theologically, to keep so, you from going into the gutter. Well, the, the principle there is that they keep you from going in the ditch, which anyone on their own, given enough time, they'll just go in the ditch. Yeah. Theologically, because we, one, that's why we need community, and that's why we need the church. When we need brothers and sisters around us to call us out, like, hey, that's silly, or, that's stupid, like, don't believe that, yeah. right? And that's what these confessions help do. Well, it also tethers us Ooh. to faithful brothers and sisters of the church's past. Correct. So mm. if 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 you come up with some kind of new doctrine. Some kind of new theology that something somebody that the last two thousand years of church history has not thought up, yep. or it's not consistent with what they say about a particular um, doctrine or a particular passage, then you should probably be very hesitant to embrace that, mm. because these are because one of the things that we want to point out is that theology should never be done in a silo. It should always be done in the context of community. So Rick and I are sitting here. We're talking about theology. We're mm. doing this together. So that's not to say that if you have a, a podcast show or some other show where you talk about theology on your own, that's fine. Um, we're, not, we're not saying that it's not fine. But what we're saying is that you shouldn't just say it's me and my Bible off by myself in a room, and I'm not going to take anybody's input as to how I interpret it. I know that I'm going to interpret it right, and so therefore, I don't need these things. I don't need people. I don't need confessions. I don't need systematic theologies. I don't need any books. I don't need any of this. That's not to say that those things are equal with Scripture. Right. They're certainly not. But it's almost like, um, so I have to wear glasses, okay? And this <laughs> yes. is probably going to be a flawed illustration as I think of it on the spot. Mm. But I can take my glasses off, and I could read things really up close. But let's say something, I don't know, five feet away. I might be able to make out what it says, okay? Mm. But my, my vision's yeah. flawed. It's more flawed than most. Yeah. So I have to put on glasses with the right prescription to see what it clearly says. If I put on glasses with the wrong prescription, it's going to make it even worse. The confessions and these books, these resources, like they serve as putting on the right lens. They help us to bring into focus the truths. To help you read what's really there. Otherwise, That was pretty good. Oh, thanks. Appreciate that. I was doubting at first. Is he going to pull us around? But you did. I'm sure I heard it from someone else, so don't give me too much credit. Did you really? Probably. Everything I hear from someone else. You You want to know why? Because I don't do theology alone, baby. <laughs> Hear from someone else. Take what they said. All right, digging into what are we going to talk about today, Rob? We're talking about what the confessions say about the doctrine of God. Mm. So here's what we're going to do. We're not going to read what all the confessions say because even if we just read these four, we would be just reading off a piece of paper for the next, I don't know, it- 20 okay. minutes. Yeah, you keep talking. I'm going to look in our show notes. Okay, so so what we did is we took a few points from each of these that we just want to point out. And these there's so many more great points, especially in the 1689 and the Westminster that you could find and that you could dig deeper on. But for the sake of time, we just picked out a few. So the first one that I, I pointed out was in the abstract. 
And I will read the full abstract because it's just a couple sentences long. It's brief. And it says, There is but one God, the maker, preserver, and ruler of all things, having in and of himself all perfections and being infinite in them all. And to him all creatures owe the highest love, reverence, and obedience. So the the thing that jumped out to me with this portion of the abstract was the phrase that says, having in and of himself all perfections and being infinite in them all. So in in this phrase, it, you could probably pull a few things, but the thing that I want to pull from it is that within God, everything within God is to its fullest measure, its most infinite measure, and it is perfect. And so what we see is that like in the 1689 in the Westminster, which in a lot of areas are just carbon copies of each other because the Westminster came before the 1689 adopted like 90% of it and then tweaked a a bit of it to be more applicable to Baptists. And they both say that God is without body parts or passions. And then the Westminster adds to that um, the word immutable. So he's not changing. He's without body He's without parts, and he's without passion. So, like, the body and parts. So, people will talk about how, like, oh, yeah, well, Scripture talks about all the time, about God's right hand and God, like, being his body, various aspects of his body. But those are, um, what's the term? Where anthropomorphism? Is that? Anthropomorphic? Yeah, where you try to use a term, a human term, to just help you as a human better understand something along those lines. You got a definition, you're looking that up? I'm trying to. Are, do we have that capability in the studio? Well, I brought part of the studio with me. It's, a, it's a new that. studio. I don't know if the technology is up to date. Do you, are you able to find yep, out what the definition Late is? Late two are characterized by anthropomorphism, having human characteristics. Okay. So it's like trying to describe God who we can't adequately describe. So we use human characteristics to describe him because that's the best way that we know how in our limited ability. So... It, scripture says that God is spirit, and so he doesn't have um, he doesn't have a body, he doesn't have parts, but when it says he doesn't have passions, what does that mean? Well, it essentially means that his so his uh, righteousness yeah. is the fullest measure of righteousness. His goodness is the fullest measure of goodness. His love is the fullest measure of love. And these things do not change. So like you and I have emotions in that depending on the circumstance, I might be feeling more joy in circumstance A than I do in circumstance B. Mm -hmm. Based off of those circumstances, my passions, my emotions might change depending on those things. Well, God does not change. And everything that he is, he is to the fullest measure and the most perfect measure. So when the abstract says having in and of himself all perfections and being infinite in them all it's a profound statement saying that god is the same yesterday today and tomorrow and he does not need to change because if he were to change in any way it would be going from perfection to imperfection i love that the confessions pull that out preach so one thing I, I, I was I noted here in the New Hampshire that I, I appreciate it talks about God it says um, his nature is inexpressibly glorious 
and holiness and worthy of all possible honor, confidence, and love. So it, it's using the, these very descriptive words of, 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 you know, this glory that he has and this holiness. And it's worthy of, of all possible, every um, way that he can ever be expressed no matter how many people expressed it, he's worthy of, of more than that, worthy of all possible honor, confidence, and love. So it clearly is setting him apart from all other um, ideas of, of a creator or even deities. It's saying, no, he is worthy of, of all things, and inexpressibly glorious in holiness. We've, we've done an episode on the holiness of God and talked about how that attribute alone is kind of... Um, the foundation or superior to the other attributes because they all rest upon the fact that he is holy, completely set apart. Um, And he's worthy because of that, of our full honor, our confidence and love. And so when you hear honor and you hear love, those ones kind of click. But but when it throws in confidence, this idea that we should have full faith, full assurance that he is God and he will do what he says he will do. And because we have full confidence that he's God and he's sovereign and that he's holy and he is glorious, because of that, he is just. and He So everything he does is for his glory yep. and it brings about justice and it's all good. Yeah. It's magnificent. Mm, that's mm. very good. Very good. Okay. So what else here? Um you're another part in the London. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. So go ahead and flesh that out. That's a good. That's a good spot. Out. So another, it's, it's talking about some of the, the attributes um, of God. So what does it, it say? Get there. Say what it says. Go, yeah. go, go, go. Okay. <clears throat> so in this passage with the London Baptist Confession, one of the things that uh, I, re- I I could have read this whole thing, but I just took a chunk of it. And again, it's talking about the, the characteristics of God, something that, that most people should have, we should study, we should memorize the verses that talk about the characteristic of God, but yet we we hold back. And I'm not sure why that is, but this says, talking about God, who is immutable, Im, um, immense, eternal, incomprehensible, almighty, every way infinite, most holy, most wise, most free, most absolute. So it's taking all these words, and it's just like the human language, the English language can't even come up with enough words to express how just absolute and full and perfect God is. And so they they pretty much just start throwing words in there that are coming close. Like if we just put enough of these in there, they will get the point, and that is that God is completely set apart. There are each one of these attributes it, it talks about he doesn't change. We can't wrap our mind around him. He's almighty. He's infinite. He's eternal. He's holy. He's completely most wise, most free, and most absolute. And then it talks, I mean, that, that's our creator. That's our That's our Lord, our God. Mm-hmm. And, and we sit down at the table. We pray for our meal. We get up in the morning. We, we sit down for, you know, our, our time with him. These generally are the things that run through our, our mind about who we're addressing and who we're we're communing with. Yeah, that's a good point. Very that, good point. Is that quick enough for you? No, I mean that was that was really really strong, Rick. How's that tea, by the way? Great, thank you. Yeah, no honey in that. No honey, baby. You, who has tea without honey? 
Well, a lot of people actually. But you, want, you want to explain to everybody why you don't have any honey in that? Yeah, I think we talked about this before, but uh, people know. Let's make it and, quick. <sighs> okay. You know what? <laughs> You're going to rush me on this. <laughs> uh, no, so so people know since last November, uh, when I turned 28, I did a, I'm doing this thing for a whole year where I, I drink water, black coffee, regular like tea without anything put in it, um, and that's it. As far as liquids, that's all, that's all I'm doing. And to Rick's credit, he has stuck to this thing yep. super tight. So very impressed. I got I don't know, within under eighty days. Yeah, you were, you were, so, is that why you've been looking up? No, I. This How many just, days to your birthday? Well, yeah, that. But also about November. Yeah, sixty five days. By, by the way, listeners. Oh, uh, just in November. Okay. As we record this, which will be a couple days before it drops, sixty five days. So sixty three days. Till November. So think about that. You know that. what November 1st means? Yeah. Christmas season. <laughs> Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving season. Which, I mean, Thanksgiving has like a week of that Christmas season. <laughs> no, but, uh, no, 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 yeah. no, no. It's Thanksgiving. We, we start then, celebrating then, Christmas. No, no, no. We start getting the music on November 1st. Call me Rob. No, no, no. No, 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 no. 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 Ah, it's ah, Thanksgiving ah, first. Ah, <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Okay. Back okay. to the uh, London Baptist Confession. All right, yes. Yeah, so of 1689. Of By the way, 1689. Yeah. Do you know what was going on in the year 1689? Well, the separatist movement. <laughs> when the Baptists decided to uh, separate, I don't know. What are you getting at? What, what was going on? You don't know. No, I don't think I'm, I do. I'm not gonna tell you that. What? Do you, what, what? No. You've got to share. Nope. Well, well, we'll just wait here. Come on, Rick. Well, it was the Glorious Revolution, which took place in 19, 16, 1688 and 69, which ousted King James II. Okay, so 1688. And 89. Nope, nope, 1688. Says right here. 1688. Anyway, um, I think the 1689 Confession was actually signed in 1688 as well, but then it was published in 1689, I believe. Oh, what do you know? Or it was created in 1688 and then signed in 1689, something like that. Someone who's smarter with church history would be able to know. Anyway, so one of the things I wanted to point out with the uh, London Baptist and the Westminster, and again, these two, there's more to point out because they're just bigger. There's much more material, but uh, all four of these, really phenomenal. Um, Three of the four are going to be Baptist, so just tends to be- They have a whole website. Are leaning. Oh, yeah, there's there's multiple of them. Um, But the, the Westminster is Presbyterian, so- but like, like we said earlier, there's a lot of copy there. So the 1689 and the Westminster both have this phrase in it. It says, God... Oh, this is the old... Those other podcast people who did this. That, you know. Oh, Doc and Devo? I mean... It's a good podcast. People can check that out. Good resources. They, they really hold to the 1689. So very... Do you think they hold to it too tightly? Uh, no. There's some situations where they take exception to, like the Sabbath and I think a couple other things. But they hold it more tightly than I do. Okay. So, so anyway, cool. all right. both hey. the 1689 and the Westminster say, God, working all things according to the counsel of his own immutable and most righteous will for his own glory, most loving, gracious, merciful, long-suffering, abundant in goodness and truth, forgiving iniquity, transgression, and sin. So I appreciate this primarily because this says that God, who is all sovereign, 
all-powerful, works all things for the good of those who love him, is working these things for the sake of his own glory. Sounds like oh the ladies are back. Gosh. Well, we didn't quite make our... Uh... That's all right. But he's working together these things for his own glory. Yes, it's for the good of his people, yes, but it's first and foremost for his own glory, which we live in a culture where the idea of saying that God is doing something first and primarily for God is offensive to us mm. because we have grown up in a society that says, you, 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 BK, have it your way. Amazon Prime. Oh, I didn't you, know you're like, BK, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> is that like code or something? Amazon Prime, get whatever you want within two days. Like everything, Netflix, watch what you want, when you want, at any time you want. Like Microwaves. Microwaves. Mm. It all started with the microwave. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> But seriously, like everything is culture to or yeah. centered towards ourselves. The, Which the idea, I, I would say that's not a new development. It's not, but it's we saw, been it's We been saw like, that in the garden, right? We just see it magnified in a day and age because yes. we have electricity and the internet. Yeah, there you go. So, so it feeds it more clearly, but... Very much so feeds into it. You know, and so like all of these things, it, I love that the confession points out like, hey, yes, all of these things are worked first and foremost for God's glory. And then right after that, it says... Who is most loving, gracious, merciful, long-suffering, abundant in goodness and truth, forgiving iniquity, transgression, and sin. So it takes it immediately attacks that idea that, like you said, has been around that, oh, man, like how could, I mean, he's, he's selfish if it's first right. and foremost for him. Like, right. no, it then says that this God who is working things for his own glory is most loving. He can't be any more loving than he is. Any more gracious, merciful, long-suffering, like that whole list. And at the end of the day, we recognize that when he is glorified, that is the best thing for his people. And so the best thing for them is for him to glorify and make himself great, more so known in their lives so that they can enjoy him the greatest thing that they could possibly enjoy. So it's a cyclical pattern, but first and foremost, God does these things for his glory and he is good in doing it, not necessarily selfish. Dude. What? Are they moving furniture upstairs? Uh, they're doing all kinds of stuff. That's okay. Our listeners are used to it. You guys are great. <laughs> I'm just going to vote. This is the worst uh, recording. I don't think it's the worst. No, 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 no. no. Let, let, let me clarify. Sorry. Let me really clarify. Just with the, the background noises. Oh, yeah. We've had a lot. But we're not going to do an apology again. No. All right. We're not sorry. This is life. Hashtag. I mean, hashtag this is life. <laughs> You can tell Rick's really, really present on social media. The the socials. Um, No, but I think something you keep pointing to, Rob, is uh, that the things that we're talking about, all these things, are culminating so that we get a clear picture. Mm -hmm. And and we can almost say just glimpse, really, because that's what what we're getting is a glimpse of who God is. Yeah, true. But we're getting a more clear glimpse or picture of, of who our Creator is. And we can we can go through this list and just read it and get up and, and go about our life mm-hmm. and we're good. But when you sit and you you think about who he is and you read these descriptive things and then you read scripture and you start to meditate on that and let that sink into to your heart and your soul like who God is. Mm-hmm. And then you begin to ask the questions does he really want a relationship with me? Does he genuinely care about me? Or is it more like a factory manager cares about a part? Like it has value because I said it, have val- it has value and therefore, you know, it has value. Yeah. 
Or is it, no, 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 he genuinely cares. He values his relationship with us. Mm-hmm. And so it can be really hard to reconcile because the error that people make is they make God holy and righteous and then distant. All right, yeah, Mark Driscoll. Which, which he is f- from sinners, right? But then are people who are who are rejecting him and, and running away from him. Yeah. Um, but then they they go to the other side where they say, oh, he's he's your he's he's your homeboy or he's your 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 daddy bear and he's like whatever. It's like yep. well, you're you're losing the, the the gravity of who he is. Yeah. And so the idea is that as we dig into scripture and who God is, we understand his immense glory and magnitude, and we understand the intimacy that he's drawing us to. Yeah. And it should it should create this desire, this longing, like hey, he, and he's the only one who can fulfill what I need. Yeah, theologians talk about oftentimes the the intimacy and the transcendence of God. Mm-hmm. So you can you can fall to one side where uh, the homeboy side, where you're focusing a little too much, you're overdoing the intimacy side, where you don't have any respect for his transcendence. But then you could also go to the other side, which is what I said, Mark Driscoll earlier. He claims all Calvinists do, which was just a terrible caricature and he used to be one of the leaders of that movement but he denied it and so he just kind of got his head in, head in the clouds based off that recent interview but we'll leave that where it is but the transcendent side where god is far bigger than we could ever imagine and yet he is also far closer than we could ever imagine so we've got these two sides that we need to balance well we need to take into account both of them, the intimacy and the transcendence. Well, and I would say that we, we err based on our, some of personality things as well. Yeah. Meaning some people are, are more wired for relationship, and so there's much more appeal in this soft, um, more tangible, descriptive ideas of who God is, where some people, they do well with just kind of information, and I got I got things figured out, mm-hmm. and they lean, can lean, excuse me, can lean more towards the God is so big and let me tell you about all these things and who he is, but they, they're missing the the relational aspect or they're they're missing out on some of that. So um, and we we all go one way or the other and can ebb and flow in that. And so we need to be constantly absolutely. asking the Lord to, to pull us back. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um so for those who are kind of thinking about that what, what's that sound? I think Finley. Just going crazy. Up I there. thought you played something. I was like a, a, a set, like a you hit a button no. or something. Nope, that wasn't me. That was my daughter. What it sound like to you? Like a scratching record, almost. Yeah, yeah. It was Finley just screaming. <gasps> so anyway, so <laughs> we, we were talking about the the intimacy and the transcendence yeah. of God, and yet we were also talking about Calvinism earlier because a lot of these, in fact, all of these, except maybe slight exception with the New Hampshire, mm. um, are very Calvinistic in their confession, which. Real brief, Calvinistic. Okay, so yeah, believing that God is sovereign over all things, including salvation. Yeah, and there's a lot that we're not saying there. A lot. But but that's the essence. Yeah. Um, so one of the caricatures of those who are Calvinists that people make mm-hmm. is they say, oh, it's the frozen chosen. Like, oh, yeah. if they're going to be saved, they're going to be saved. There's no, there's no um, drive to pursue God. Right. There's no. They think that because you're elect, you don't have to pursue him. You're like he'll just do all the saving work, and you just are go Chill about out. your happy you day. Yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to pursue sanctification. You don't have to pursue evangelism. You don't have to because you're a part of the elect, right? Good for you. Mm-hmm. Caricature, like straw man, because both of these, the London Baptist and the Westminster, address that in the very next phrase. 
says that God is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him, and withal most just and terrible in his judgments, hating all sin, and who will by no means clear the guilty. Not a preach. That that will totally preach, but don't use that as your text in the sermon because that's not scripture. Okay, so well, you can Rick, it. just so just let me just publicly reprimand you. Okay, <laughs> publicly rebuke you because Smack I know you were about to take this. No. Thus saith the Lord. Exactly. So, I, so, know, but, I mean, that is a good point, though. I can like, go proof Texas if you want. You probably could. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, anyway. you should be able to. It's in this confession. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. There's the verses, <laughs> but but anyway, like just a quick side note is that even though we appreciate these confessions and we think that you should know which confession you tend to line up with the most. Do you think so? I think that's helpful. Yeah, because then we've just said earlier that it's a good tether and it's a good yeah, yeah, guard. Yeah, I, I agree. But, I mean, to say, hey, you, everyone go. Your homework for the week is to find out which one. We've never given out homework on this on this podcast. You just did, though. No, I said it, it's good to read through them. You, no, but you said, you said it's good to know which one you most align with. It is. I mean, I think That's it's, a statement, not a command. You're right. Thank you. It's a perspective. Everyone note down. But, this just happened. <laughs> Rick disagreed, and then he said, no, you're right. This doesn't happen much. I don't Let know. me take this in. <laughs> I don't know where you're getting that. <laughs> anyways, anyways, so, so... I think it's helpful that you that people read these. I think it's helpful that they go through them. I think it's helpful if people land on one. But I, I would not... That's what I just said. I would not take the same stance that Rob said. <laughs> that was the same stance. And say, you need to know which one you, you align with the most. I said, it's good to. You just said the same thing. We can now, rewind it. When Rob said, it's imperative. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. What I'm trying to get at is that they these Calvinistic confessions do say, yeah. hey, like you need to pursue the Lord. And yes, God is the one who does 100% of the saving. Mm-hmm. However, that does not excuse you. there's a you. mystery there. Yeah, but I mean, like, he brings dead to life. Like, the dead person brings himself to life. Like, we recognize that, but we also recognize that, like, the act of regeneration mm-hmm. may take place just a, a brief moment before your confession of faith. Yeah. Or, or you know, it can be something where, where you know, it takes a long time for something yeah. to be realized. Or they, yeah. they were not saved. We thought they were. Mm-hmm. Or... You know, it turns out the Lord's been working for a while. We just don't know it. So, it, it, I would just want to be careful that we don't treat it like a like an on-off switch. Like people are either in or they're out. Yeah. Well, that's true, but because of our limited understanding as humans, we're not the creator, right? We need to be careful on just making quick statements of this person's elect or regenerate. Oh yeah, we don't in know or they're out. Or you know, this is exactly how it went for everyone. You yeah, know what I mean? no, so, for sure. I'm not, I'm not, listen, I'm listen. Let me, I'm not accusing you. Yeah, pub- publicly affirm me, please. Of that. Keep it up. But you're close. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. However, guys, if you do want us to, if you want to hear us talk about that a little bit more, just type in Calvinism on our website and uh, you can see a little, we, we did an episode on the topic. So, I'm doing that right now. However, I it learn. is important for us to be pursuing God because there are rewards from God for those who diligently seek him. And he is, what this says is, he is most just. There's nothing, there's no one, and there never will be anyone, anything more just than the living God, than Jesus, who is coming back to judge the living and the dead. Like, they, he is the standard of justice. And he is coming back, and he is 
going to enact what they call terrible judgments. And what, what we mean by that is not like that there's good judgments and there's terrible judgments. They're saying terrible in, in the old sense of the word that it is going to be great and it's going to be massive and it's going to be scary. Yeah. So great little portion right there. What I are you looking at? Well, I'm going to our website. Oh. Look more about Calvinism. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. We got two two topics on it. Mm. Good deal. Yeah, we don't need to spend too much time. But dude, we are we're like at 45 minutes. I know that's great. Yes, that is. Half of this is just that junk. is great. I know. <laughs> we owed you guys a longer episode with all the distractions. <sighs> but do you have any or last short thoughts episode. on what what these confessions say about the doctrine of God? Yeah, I, I think that. Um, there's two things that have to happen. I'm just going to reiterate what I said before, but maybe said a little differently. You have to take the the truth of what Scripture says, who God is, and it's helpful to have creeds that are clear about what that stuff is. Yeah. Because sometimes we can get overwhelmed with all of Scripture. So to take something and say, okay, this is decently long, it has a lot of references, and to study who God is, the nature, the characteristics of God, to study that, while intimate, having time of, of deep prayer, meditation, and pursuit, the Holy Spirit reveal more of who God is to you. Mm-hmm. And so you don't just stop with what might be a little more academic, or you don't just stop with what is just feel-good, kind of spiritual. You're, you're combining both things, the Holy Spirit in you, the Word of God given to you, and then pursuing this a greater understanding and knowledge, knowledge of God. Um, so, so, Je- well, Jesus said... Seek me and you will find me. And and he didn't say, you know, it's easy. He didn't say show up one time. He didn't say, you know, read the book once. There's an element of forsaking all things, pursuing after Christ, who yeah. is God, to learn more of who he is. And in and, and that pursuit um, changes your life. Yeah. So just to help listeners who are trying to balance those things well, because mm-hmm. we all tend to go one way or the other various seasons of life, various uh, personality inclinations. So for those who are trying to balance that, who might say, okay, yeah, like I really feel that the Spirit is impressing upon me that this fill-in-the-blank is yeah. true about God, what what would you say to them with regards to how to balance that with what God's Word says? Yeah, so, so people will say, I mean, I think people hear this often, I hear it often, You'll be in a conversation and someone will throw out a characteristic about God. We've used this before. God is loving. And that's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. He's He's more loving than we could ever wrap our mind around. But that doesn't mean that he is not just. So he, he can't violate his nature. Um, someone might say, well, God is just. That's true. He is just. But he's not. Um, he's not. He's, he's vengeful in the po- to the point of justice. Mm-hmm. But he's not a, a tyrant. Mm-hmm. He's not out there killing innocent people, all right. So he is loving. Yeah. So people need to take what they they think or what they feel like the Holy Spirit is telling them and, and align it with Scripture. Yeah. If the two don't aren't compatible, they don't line up. Scripture is always right. The idea is that the Holy Spirit is helping you understand what Scripture is and helping you apply it to your life. Yeah. Scripture, or the Holy Spirit does not give you new revelation. Fresh revelation. Right? I got a word from the Lord. Well, you So did. clean, so fresh. It's from the Bible, right? And, and maybe the Lord did press upon something on your heart to encourage you or encourage someone else. 
but it has to be from Scripture. Yeah. So that's... Yeah. I mean, Scripture is the Word of God. Holy Spirit, Spirit of God, they're not going to contradict because God is one. Exactly. Like, that's just, God's not going to tell you and, one uh, thing from if the you Spirit. And if about that, you can check out the podcast we did on uh, the Trinity. Boom. Like, God, God's not going to contradict himself. So if you feel like the Holy Spirit or God is saying something that goes contrary to God's Word, yeah. um, then you're probably misunderstanding what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you. And I'm, I'm going to wrap with this thought for wrap. me anyway. This is why we are so dogmatic about Scripture. And we hold it to such high esteem, is because once you lower it, it's all fair game. Now we don't hold it there because we're scared of what could happen. We hold it there because it's been tested and proven true. Yeah. But the the reality is, is if you take that away, whatever Rob thinks he wants to think, well, sure, go for it, Rob. The Holy quote unquote Holy Spirit is telling you that like you better be obedient or whatever anyone says. You you lose all point of reference. You lose the guardrails. You lose the authority. Yeah. And eternity is not something you want to mess around with, and neither is the deity of who created it. Yeah. Whether No matter what you believe. Well, and, so, so this is why it's important that you do not hold to something because this is one of my friends' belief. This yeah. is what I grew up believing. It might be right. Praise the Lord if it is. Yeah. But don't hold on to it for the wrong reasons. I mean, to go even further, like don't <laughs> hold on to something just because your church says it. Mm-hmm. Like, by all means, we, we hope and pray that what your church is affirming is biblical Christianity. But if for whatever reason it were to go off from that, then you need to make sure that you are, in fact, holding to Scripture more tightly than you are what man has said. And, and like, if if we were to be in that scenario— and, and, Let's just interject, because you said hold to Scripture more than what man has to say. And we're saying that as we're going through a list of what man has said through confession. And that's why we're saying it. But it's been tested throughout church history. It's been yes. tested throughout multiple generations of theologians and multiple church eras where the church was facing different kinds of circumstances and, and heresies and, and attacks. Yep. So it's proven itself throughout time. It's not Scripture, mm-hmm. but it clearly articula- articulates why we do believe in Scripture. Yeah, and we embrace the confessions insofar as they clearly articulate what scripture has said if the confession and the scriptures are in disagreement then we align with the scriptures there you go. so but what's what's this shell for uh i don't know it was just around here and finley gave it to me but, but what i want to say just in, in in closing is that if you do not hold to the inerrancy of scripture and the infallibility of scripture so this is we've, we've gone off a little here but then you begin to make yourself the final arbiter of truth mm. and if you consider yourself to be the final arbiter of truth. What gives you the right to be that person who decides what's true and what isn't true compared to the other guy across the way or the other gal that you go to work with? If you do not, if you do not have something higher than yourself, mm-hmm. then you have no point of reference. And what we've seen, sadly, is that some historic seminaries, some historic schools have gone away from that to be more culturally sensitive thing people like fuller theological seminary duke um we were just at a wedding for the guy who's going to duke so duke sadly not a great seminary very old a lot of history he probably doesn't listen anyway <laughs> maybe he does if he does don't go to duke come on um why not because they don't hold to the infallibility and the inerrancy of scripture there you go. and so therefore it's just a bunch of professors who are saying xyz is true because they think it's true, um, but there's there's plenty of others. I'm I mean the school that I graduated from, Mount Vernon Nazarene University, 
my undergrad. Mm. Love the people there, love the teachers there, but they do not hold to the inerrancy of scripture, which is a, an unfortunate thing. But anyway, not here to throw schools under the bus or anything like that. Too late. But, no, no, too late. What have I done? <laughs> anyway, Rick, wrap us up. How can they get in touch with us? Well, we appreciate you guys. You can get yeah, you in touch with us. You wrapped up the last episode super quick. Yeah. And I said, You're hey, just like, all right, bye. Go to sympathology.org. You can also call us at 614-233-1098. All right. There you go. Peace. I think that's it. Uh, no, also check us out right. on Instagram. You said wrap it up. Let's no, 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 no. Look, look no, no, we're trying to build some followers no, 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 on Instagram. No, 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 apparently, no, no, that's no, no, the place no, no, where no. people are, so I got to throw out Instagram. You, you always say it begrudgingly. Like, well, apparently, I got to be there. There's apparently there's I'm telling people. you. Dude, Instagram. We're at Simple Theology Pod. And Rob's on Instagram at Robert Kane underscore. That's it. So you changed it. I think it's it. the same thing with Twitter, too. Yeah, you got me all convicted about the whole I am. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. I'm not doing this. I feel bad. Because I'm going to have to explain to everybody, it's I'm, but there's no apostrophe. It's just spelled I am. And then I'm essentially saying I am, which feels awkward. What are you looking at? What are you, what are you checking out? I'm just texting somebody back. <laughs> oh, come on. All right. Guys, thank you for putting up with our shenanigans. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for reaching out to us and leaving us voicemails. Thank you for sending us an email. Tune in next week to hear another voicemail. Yeah. And you can also reach out to us on email, info at simpletheology.org. And you can check us out on our website, which you already said, simpletheology.org. You okay. can also um, support us financially. Patreon. Boom. Simple Theology. Check it out. Dot or org. you can go to our website, Thank which you. is simpletheology.org, if we haven't said it. And the upper, somewhere on there it says support, and you can, you can go over right. there. Thank you for plan. everyone who supported this. Appreciate you guys. You guys are awesome. Mike, Keep David, sending in topics. Peace out. Bye.